Hello to everyone tuning into the Highly Optimized podcast today. My name is Ryan Sprague, and throughout this podcast, I will be showcasing individuals who are living a life beat to their own drum, sharing their stories, and revealing their valuable information for each one of you listeners on how you can effectively take life into your own control, what steps to take to create your own path, and how to maximize your results in manifesting your dreams in this reality. Buying the ticket and taking the ride with us today is a man who is an absolute juggernaut in the spaces of health, wellness, spirituality, and leadership. He is the owner and founder of Symbiotica, which is a company dedicated to leveling up and empowering each individual to take ownership of their lives through the cleanest and most bioavailable products on the planet. He is also a scientist and is the host of Wake the Fake Up, a podcast dedicated to bringing underlying issues in society into the light in order to dismiss the fear and misinformation being spread into society and is a leader in the realms of men's work and plant medicines. Please help me in welcoming the one and only Shervine Jafariah to the show. What's up, brother? <laughs> What's up? That was a great intro. We're going to work brother. on my name as enunciation. I thought we figured this out at Paul Check. So <laughs> it's it's Shervine. Yeah, Shervine. Yeah, but that was phenomenal intro. Appreciate and, that. And you know, it's it's a typical American thing, right? Like we're we names, you know. So my <laughs> listeners are aware of that. I butchered a couple names so far, so I'll make sure to make it up to you, man. Don't worry. I know, <laughs> no, I know. <laughs> so, Shervine, it is both an honor and a pleasure to chat with you one on one and share your wisdom, your insights, and your journey with the listeners. I'd love it if we could begin by having you summarize how you got into the work you do and what led you to where you are today. Absolutely. And it's, I've told this story probably a thousand times and I always seem to remember something new every time I tell it. And it's part of my reflection and meditation is to go back to childhood, you know, and mm-hmm. to see the avenues and pathways and how hyper synchronicities led me down to where I am today versus where I could have gone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was born in Southern California and I come from immigrant parents who came here with, you know, nothing but some karma and some broken English yeah. and a will to survive. You know, it's Iranian culture, that culture is strong and, and their, their ability to adapt and create a life for both my sister and me was outstanding. And I knew that from the jump start. So I have foreign parents who we're raising an American son, you know, and I'm the first of my lineage going back thousands and thousands of years. You know, my father, grandpa, you keep going all the way before Christ, 6,000 years before Christ into Zoroaster's time. And to think that I'm the first son of that entire chain that was not born in modern day Iran as a Persian growing up in that in that domain, just in that like geography. And I knew that at an early age because my uncles and everyone was telling me those stories. So there was something like uh, some kind of, you know, magic and fantasy towards my childhood when I go back to that. And that I believe is a big part of my disposition in life right now and the constitution that I hold, you know, my, my whole thing is that we can't rationalize this reality. This is an irrational world. And what I mean by that is as soon as we try to measure and chop up and weigh everything in this, you know, spectrum that we call life, we limit and blind ourselves to all the beautiful things. Mm -hmm. And of course we have to bridge science, real science, mind you, with spirituality. And that's, that's kind of that trilateral perspective of sitting in the middle. So at an early age, I was, you know, I was an athletic kid. I played sports. 
I was a surfer. I was an explorer. Uh, my human design was really, really folding at that point, which is investigator, anarchist, martyr. I was a kid that was fighting every single teacher, every single coach, not because I was just some obnoxious kid, but it's because I was challenging authority. It was mm. just in my character to challenge and challenge. I couldn't help it. I was that kid that couldn't stay in their seat. You know, when the teacher said, you got to stay in the seat. I couldn't stay in the seat. Yeah. You know, I was, I was that kid. And, you know, I was just cultivated with a very wonderful father who was so compassionate and such a soft, beautiful heart poet in so many ways. Um, you know, he inspired me to get into, you know, Rumi's philosophy and his whole perspective of this reality at such an early age. And then from there, I had a wild, crazy lioness of a mom who was just pure fire, you know, and she's a Leo and she's yeah. just got so much moxie and was like pushing me like, Shervin, you are the best. Shervin, you are the best. Just like hyping me up nonstop. Yeah. To the point where it was like almost exhausting, yeah. but I, I see the beauty of it. And it was, a, yeah. it was a good balance between my father and my mother. And then from there, you know, obviously so much of life unfolds. I was then um, taken under the wing of Mr. David Avocado Wolf, who's my mm. cousin. And oh, wow. Yeah. So he, he was, uh, you know, he's about 11 years older than me. And when he started mentoring me at around age 10, he was just getting into his like hardcore raw foodism. Mm -hmm. So if you're just listening, David Wolf was kind of like our revolutionary in the late nineties and early two thousands. He was pushing superfoods and raw vegan, raw food, hardcore, like just total berserker status. Mm -hmm. And what he was, what he was teaching me at an early age was not about raw foodism, but he was teaching me like what was really going on in this reality. So like all the conspiracy shit that you see all over the internet today, all over social media, that's what I was learning since day one, since, you know, 10 years young, I was learning about the empirical banking systems. I was reading the creature from Jekyll Island. I was understanding how the federal reserve work. I, under I started to understand or understand the medical mafia at an early mm. age. I, I understood that the American economy was based on a very, very few interesting things, which is war, disease, and consumerism. At 10 years young, I was learning all these things. I was learning about how dairy is poison to, so, to, to an extent. You know, obviously, I have certain belief systems on raw milk and raw cheeses mm -hmm. in, in, from the right places. But at, at that time, no one was talking about that. It was all just pasteurization and what it was doing to children. I was that kid that was in my, in my friend's parents' kitchen, opening up their refrigerator and pointing at things, telling them, this is probably why your son's not responding to you. Yeah. It's because he's, he's having inflammatory responses and, and, he can't, and he's confused. I was that kid talking to the parents. I felt wow. at 10, 11 years young, I was already an old soul. I was already an adult mm -hmm. and, and you might've had the same thing, but I was, yeah. I was an adult at such an early age. Mm -hmm. um, from there, you know, as the, it was crazy times, you know, I grew up, you know, I was that age in the mid nineties. Right. So yeah. there was a lot of wildness going on. We had all different wars and, and same shit right now today. I realized at an early age that I had a really strong purpose in this life and mm -hmm. I was going to make sure that I was in the right direction and I was around the right people. So I was developing those faculties. And then from there, it was a lot of Waldorf training for me. So I was understanding how to cultivate my being at an early age, how to properly um, communicate, nonviolent you know, communication, a lot of that. 
um, while at the same time, I was also kind of fiery and angry and frustrated mm. at the lack of capacities around me. And that was in my field. You know, I grew up mm. in La Jolla. I went to La Jolla High School. There was just a lot of chaos at that school because there was such a, you know, a lot of wealthy, wealthy people that never really cared about their kids. Their kids were lost in so many different ways. And mm. I was just kind of right in the middle of all that. Mm. And so that, that developed a lot of ups and downs for me, but it was all medicine. And, you know, ultimately, my whole thing was, is I knew that, you know, this world was definitely not as as it was sold to us. And it was going to be in my karma, and ultimately, my dharma to make a difference in this world. So that's kind of the real, real broad brief strokes of my childhood. I was into, I was into food growing, you know, I was always at the nurseries, we had our own gardens. You know, I, I traveled pretty, uh, kind of extensively as a child. I lived in Malaysia for nine months when I was 12. You know, I was, I was able to be exposed to so many things. I, I remember this. This is an interesting story. It just popped in my head. <laughs> I remember I, I had a, you know, one of those things. You're a kid. You know, I was, I was 10, 11 years old. And I got mad at my mom because she got me the wrong color Air Jordans. Okay. <laughs> No, it's, I, I, I'll admit that. I remember <laughs> how upset I was because it was like, I wanted the black and red ones. You got me the white, purple, and green, some weird shoddy color. This isn't going to go with anything I wear. I know. I was just like, <laughs> what, is this? what the yeah. heck is this? You know, and I was kind of a perfectionist in mm-hmm. some ways mm-hmm. and still am in certain ways. Um, yeah. And I remember going to Malaysia and Malaysia is a third world country. I mean, it's come up a lot, but it's a third world country. And I remember mm-hmm. being in the middle of Kuala Lumpur, which is this ma- amazing city in the middle of a rainforest, right? Bizarre. Monkeys mm-hmm. running around. And I remember <laughs> meeting children that had nothing on the streets. And they were so happy just to meet me because I was different than them. Mm-hmm. And I remember consciously as a child thinking to myself, what the heck? Well, I was mad about the wrong color Air Jordans when I grew up in probably the greatest country to grow up in at that time. I grew up in the greatest state to grow up in that time. I grew up in the greatest city, San Diego, in that state. I grew up in the best part of that city in La Jolla on the beach. And I remember that was a very, very pivotal moment in my life where I I, I just got shook and I got it. And I did a mm-hmm. lot of reflection while I was in Malaysia, really thinking about my experience. So if you're listening to this and you have children and they're just stuck in some kind of bubble, even if they're you know experiencing through you, get them out there, show them what the real world is all about and have them have a, you know, a human contact experience versus yeah. just seeing it on a documentary because the body just responds. I mean, these technologies are really interesting, but we're not designed for them, you know, exactly. We're supposed to design for, we're designed for the human contact, the mm-hmm. smells, the lights, mm-hmm. the frequency, the toroidal energy that's bouncing off the bodies. That is where the gold is, especially for a developing child. So mm-hmm. yeah, I just wanted to share that little story. So that, that was that's- it, you know, David avocado wolf. And then from there it was, you know, mentor after mentor, Rudolf Steiner. I consider myself a, an absolution of, in terms of my Steiner anthroposophy, my perspective of looking at the world through the lens of an anthroposophist, which basically means I'm looking at things um, through 30,000 different vantage points at once, mm. and I'm activating the super sensible awareness and super sensible knowledge 
mm-hmm. which allows me to reach higher attainment through mm-hmm. this whole spectrum, whatever, whatever this dimension is. Mm-hmm. And, and um, it puts aside your, puts aside your ego and nourishes the beautiful ego, as opposed to the injured ego that's filled mm-hmm. with scar tissue and pain and frustration, which is pretty much 95% of the populations operating with a hurt traumatic ego. And yeah. so that's all that you go into the esoteric aspects of it. That's kind of my, 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 my childhood. And then from there I entered my twenties and things got really crazy and wild, but that's a whole nother. <laughs> we can talk about that later in the conversation. Yeah. That's beautiful, man. And you brought up a lot of great things there. Um, you know, number one that you brought up was conspiracies, right? And that's something that I've been really toying on a lot recently and realizing, like in the realization that a lot of what conspiracy theories are are actually put out by the powers that be to make all the ones that are real seem completely silly, you know? And so I thought that was an interesting thing you brought up. And then- Smoke and uh, mirrors. Yeah, smoke dude. And, smoke and mirrors and gatekeeping. That's exactly. That's a 100%. Yeah, yeah, man. And, you know, it's it's difficult because when you see these things, you want to go tell everyone, right? And, you know, I'm not sure what your human design is, but mine's a projector, right? So my challenge becomes waiting for the invitation. And so how do I become fully myself to a level where what I put out, the right people will find me. And so that's essentially like been a huge thing for me in regards to not just spreading myself thin, trying to talk to everyone, because when you speak to everyone, you're heard by no one right? That's been a huge thing for me. And then you brought up perfectionism. And this is a, you know, a blessing and curse that I've dealt with also. What I've noticed in perfectionism is that there's definitely a time and a place where perfectionism helps a lot. We talk about medicine journeys, right? Like that's an area where like, especially if we're administering, that's a time where we want things as close to perfect as possible for the person that's, you know, going on that journey and also for ourselves too, right? Because we're sharing that energy. And, you know, the other thing is just the general theme of perspective, right? Which is like, you know, I remember you talking about when you were a kid and you were coming online to these things, right? At a very early age, this understanding, right? And, you know, I can imagine little Chervine in the, uh, in the kitchen looking at milk, you know, and being like, I don't know, you might not want to feed your kid this, right? And it's funny because the the thing that made me laugh a little bit during that was the fact of when you were talking about you were in school and, you know, you were like, I wasn't defiant just to be defiant, but I was defiant because there was essentially something in you that you knew wasn't lining up. The cards weren't stacking in the order that they were being shown to you in. And so most people would be like, oh, my kid just has an Adderall deficiency, right? And, and like, and we can go down that rabbit hole in terms of like, oh, you have a headache, you must have an Advil deficiency, right? And this whole like, you know, take a pill to cure whatever thing, right? But you brought up wisdom and guidance, right? And I think guidance is one of the most incredible things. Like, for instance, you know, I've been on a five-month hiatus of just traveling everywhere and just experiencing things. We met at uh, Zen in the Garden a couple months ago, and it's been so incredible to me how much we can overlook true human connection, right? Like you brought up, thank God this whole pandemic thing didn't happen in 1994. It would have been a lot more boring, you know what I mean? But at least we have Zoom, we can get by. But, you know, it's interesting because, you know, I find a lot of people are not aware of how important that is, right? And and it's funny that a lot of the things that are becoming like popular now are actually 
the most basic human things, right? Like I talk about retreats a lot, right? And retreats are amazing, right? These experiences you get to share with people and you get to co-create magic. And think about what a retreat is, right? It's literally the most basic human thing. It's people getting together, especially a men's retreat. It's men getting together, sharing experiences and feeling supported in doing so. And so that's a funny thing that I think is, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, whoa, mind blowing. Yeah, yeah. Like you guys are really turning up the heat here, you know? And, you know, I say that jokingly because like I love retreats, you know, I host them quite frequently myself. And yet the the irony does dawn on me, right? Of like, especially you talk about psychedelics, right? Which we'll get into a little later and how like these are some of the things that human beings have been interacting with for millennia, right? And now it's like these new things. Like, have you tried mushrooms? It's like, we're most rela- closely related to fungi. <laughs> it's like, of course, this stuff works the way it does, you know? And uh, so that's funny. But, you know, going we're back to... Returning home. We're returning home. Yes. Right? We're, yes. We forgot, we've forgotten what we've forgotten. Yeah. And that's, that's a, just a continuous um, awareness as we've entered the 21st century, whatever this Gregorian calendar even means. It's <laughs> yeah. All, it's all just, all, uh, you know, placeholder. Time is not linear, right? So I'm with everything that you're saying. And I think having these conversations and having these experiences, I mean, that's all we can do really at this point. You know, Mm -hmm. this whole machine that is happening, that's going on, um, where all the conspire theories and all of these things that are are talked about, you know, for for me, and to to go back to childhood, it got to a point by the time I was 18, 19 and 9-11 happened, I was so ready for war. I was so ready. I was militant. I was arming myself. I was doing tactical training. All my friends were, fu- were fucking thugs. Mm-hmm. You know, I hung some of the craziest Afghan and Persian men that are crazy, that were naturally born warriors. And they were living in the Southern California, Los Angeles, San Diego, Orange County lifestyle, San Francisco, Vegas. I mean, it was, it was like a, it was like a movie, you know, yeah. we thought we were like mafia. Yeah. And, but, most of us were, we knew what the hell was going on. We were mad at what happened to Iran. We were mad at what was happening to the Middle East. We knew the U.S. foreign policy was a complete joke. We knew all these things. Mm-hmm. And it became so heavy. I got caught up so much in all the madness that it was becoming my downfall. Yeah. And it was, it was taking me out of like, you know, because when you're, when you're in such a trench warfare and mindset, the physiology and the biochemistry of the body can only do one thing at some point. It can only tap out. And then that's when you're using coping mechanisms. And when you don't have all the tools, those coping mechanisms become, you know, sex, it becomes alcohol, it becomes drugs. It becomes, you know, things that are just kind of lower, lower vibrational in terms of, you know, what you're trying to create for your life. And at, at that age, those things can be hovered around as good times and it's cool and it feels good, right? And that's mm-hmm. how people get caught up in the trap. And so I felt that coming. And I had never been, I, I was a star athlete in high school. I wasn't, a, I wasn't drinking. I wasn't doing drugs. I wasn't doing any of that stuff. I didn't even, I had no participation in any of that. And so I was able to like really pull myself out of that. My father stepped in. He was the one that really just kind of laid it down for me. And so um, to go back to what you're saying, it was, it was really at that point, I realized like, you know, I just need to get back to the roots. And I and, and the conversation I have with all my tribe right now is like with this whole movement with symbiotica, all these things that are happening and all this like publicity. Part of me is like, oh shit, man, like I kind of just want to go back to the island, you know. <laughs> you know, maybe I just 
maybe I just go and become and just farm, you know, yep. I'm a dynamic farmer. Demeter is yeah. my life. Right. And yeah. so just go farm and, and raise a family and just live off the land. Like what, what am I doing? And I have that conflict, that inner conflict all the time. And mm-hmm. it's, it's part of my every day. And I think, I think ultimately the, the, the path is being led, you know, I, I'm in a, I'm in a nice flow. I have, I have the, the right people around me, which is the most critical thing. If you're listening to me right now, you can only be as good as the people around you. It's just, mm-hmm. it's just, it's, it's physics. It's yeah. geometry actually. So there's actual patterns to this. And what does that mean? That means that you have to call yourself higher too. Mm-hmm. Right? Cause it's always like, Hey, you know, push the negative people away from you. But wait, wait, hold on. Look yourself in the fucking mirror stare at the mirror, stare at your eyes in the mirror for two, three days straight. You know what I mean? If you need to do some medicine, do some medicine too, and really get real with yourself. Mm-hmm. And I, I think, I think being present and getting to a, 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 a flat line of just the obvious where you are not a slave to your trauma anymore. Mm-hmm. You're not a slave to the conditioning of having to defend yourself physically and emotionally as a child that's where the room to grow can really expand. And that's where our conscious state starts to evolve. And that's, you know, that's the whole reason why we do these 21 day dietas. That's why we do these rituals. That's why mm-hmm. we do, you know, hypersynchronicity meditations. This is why we go into the plant medicines. This is why we go live in the jungles for, you know, however long is it, it, to have those experiences. Mm-hmm. This is not a game, you know, life in itself c- compounded altogether is kind of like a game. Yeah. But you're, yeah, right. But you're, yeah, but you're absolutely also, right. It's it's your strategy, right? And mm-hmm. so, but your but your presence on this earth and your existence on this earth and your purpose, all of those things, I, I really find people need to get serious with it. I need you. We yes. need you. Yes. God's sakes. And, I and, say it. Yeah. Oh, I was going to say, I say it all the time. We are the heroes we've been waiting for. Like we have a duty to make sure we're stepping into our gifts and showing up for ourselves because our fingerprint, right? Like your fingerprint, my fingerprint will never walk this planet again. And so what is it inside of you, inside of me, inside of every single person listening to this that makes you, you, right? Like that is like, I think the base level of everything I've been focusing on a lot for the past few years is just becoming fully unapologetically authentically myself because it's my duty to do so. Because if I'm silencing my inner voice to people, please, right. And to make sure that everyone is taken care of, then guess who's not getting taken care of me. Right. And if I'm trying to pour from an empty cup, like it's like these things we hear all the time, you can't pour from an empty cup, but until you know it here, right? You can know it here, but until you know it there, it doesn't land, right? And that's what we're seeing. We're seeing a lot of brainiacs that understand all these things, right? They can talk the talk, but can they walk the walk, right? And that's been a very interesting thing on my end as well that I've been noticing. Yeah, absolutely. And, and well said. I, I got out of a medicine journey and I was, I was just re-entering into my body and I was I said it, I don't know, like 70 times. We are the ones we are waiting for. We are the ones we are waiting for. So when you said that, I was like, yes, (laughs) this brother gets it. I think you're right. I think, I think the, the, the tech world combined with social media combined with the biohackers, all that Mm -hmm. kind of energy has gotten, has taken us out of the elementals. It's taken us out of the vortex of our dynamic self down Mm -hmm. here, here, Mm -hmm. yeah, not here. Yeah. Yeah. Lower yes. In there, right? Yes. In the lowest, right? And yes. that that's that's where we cultivate and honor. 
And that's mm-hmm. where we honor the cosmic goo that laid up before us, our ancestors, our lineage, you know, all of the souls that has put their freaking ass on the line yeah. for us to exist. Yeah. And I consider myself an intellectual, mm-hmm. but I don't operate with intellectualism. Yes. Right? Yes. When you're, when you're in that heady, Darwinistic, mechanistic mindset, you are robbing yourself of so much beauty. Yet, if you're completely on the other end, where you're just too outside of your body, mm-hmm. you're robbing yourself of truths, right? Mm-hmm. So again, it's part of that whole balance, right? And that's something we could probably talk, talk about when it comes to the two opposing forces in this world, which is mm-hmm. Lucifer and Aramon, yep. and, and what the, Christ, the um, cosmic Christ conscious is right in the middle. Mm-hmm. And that's the a huge philosophy to really grasp and take upon yourself. Uh, David Wolf and I are actually writing a book on it right now. Mm. We're about halfway through. We're bringing that concept of the material world and the etheric world to the 21st century. And Steiner predicted that in the 21st century, right around now, 2020, uh, we would be in the saturation part of Aramon's spell. Technocracy, corporations, government, science, 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 artificial science, and becoming just another material object, mm-hmm. losing the soul. Mm-hmm. Because we're, and, and everyone can notice. You see it in the spiritual community that you have you have people that are so hyper spiritual. They're so in the five D. Now they're a product of this hyper materialism. So that they're because they they probably carnated here and they're spiritual beings, right? They're beautiful beings. They want to expand consciousness, but they've gotten so out of whack because of the 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 cement mm-hmm. and the rock mm-hmm. of the harmonic spell that's pushed them so far off the deep end. With going so far, they're losing connection to the earth. They're losing connection to their body. They're losing. Mm-hmm. And you see a lot of these people. They're not in the best of health. Mm-hmm. They're not taking of their physical body they're mm-hmm. not taking care of their nutrition mm-hmm. you know they're kind of on their own philosophy you know mm-hmm. they could be hyper spiritual they might be hardcore vegan mm-hmm. or hardcore raw foodists or, or whatever it is that they are and that's something that i really want to bring to the world and create is to create and restore balance there i think that th- this is a defining moment in this epoch this time mm-hmm. zone that well, there's some kind of kali yuga going on and it's, this, is a, this is my favorite topic to discuss because it, it intertwines with everything we're seeing today from mm-hmm. whole COVID-19 nonsense to yep. entire political nonsense that's going in front of us yeah. to the freaking Elon Musk's and the AI and, and, the, and the NASA and all that kind of crap. There's so much misdirection and misguidance mm-hmm. happening. They told us they planted, I'm not, I'm not going to talk about conspiracy, but they told us they planted a flag on that moon. Right, they turned that moon, which we know is alive, mm-hmm. right, which has a frequency which is governing the biology of humanity, especially women. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? It's not. They told us it's just some rock hiding its dark side from us. <laughs> yeah, cycling on a twenty-eight day cycle. What? Yeah. It's just so. It's just ridiculous. So we gotta we gotta rip out of the, of the illusions. We gotta stop watching TV. Mm-hmm. We gotta get out of you know eating sick 
polluted food. Mm-hmm. We got to drink clean water. Mm-hmm. We got to detoxify our bodies, mind, body, and soul. We got to connect with soul family. Mm-hmm. Or you could just not give a fuck, and, and that's just your karma. Like again, yeah. do whatever you want to do. And, and one last thing before we, we pivot, I actually appreciate a group of friends that I have that are hardcore materialists. Mm-hmm. Then the fake spiritual movement it's the fake spiritual and what i mean by fake i I use that word kind of vague you know people that just are not they're operating without intention and it's just a show Mm -hmm. and it just just rocks my world and i and i know it's this is almost becoming cliche you you hear everyone talking about it Mm -hmm. and stuff but i've been around it since day one when you're david wolf's cousin (laughs) oh my god you gotta Well, I've been around, brother. Yeah. 4,000 live events. Just think yeah. about that. Yeah. Some of them used to run the longevity conference. That's, we're talking about seven to 10,000 people, and they were the most craziest hippies you've ever <laughs> seen in life. Hardcore spiritualists, raw food. I was a kid around all yeah. this. So I've, been, I've seen this since day one. I've, I've sat in the rooms with some of the most amazing people and learned so much stuff. I think this is the the ether. I think this this whole thing with Steiner and Steiner was just a clairvoyant for all this, a channeler. This isn't just a Steiner thing. It's not a yeah. worship of an idol. And and he was the most conscious in terms of you know do not rely on my words. Yeah. You have to cultivate this in your heart. Exactly. And that's, that's the tradition of Waldorf education, right? And so I I think right now. The science and technology is caught up with the spirituality. So we can now prove how these things work hand mm-hmm. in hand. Mm-hmm. And uh, there's a good book, the, the laws of resonance and DNA field, which mm. I've read at least a hundred times I've offered it to at least, you know, almost 150,000 people already. It's interesting that yeah. they should give royalty off that book. <laughs> that, that book shows you scientifically what it means to be in your body, to be in your awareness, to be in your confidence, to have your intentions versus being in doubt, pain, frustration, and how those parental energies that emanate out of your heart and out of your mind actually connect you with the same souls that are running on that same frequency. There's a mm-hmm. reason why people pair up in this world, mm-hmm. right? There's, mm-hmm. there's a reason. You attract what you are. It's as simple as that. It's a Like attracts like. I say it all the time, you know? And this is the exact subject I love riffing on so much now. So once again, like attracts like. And, you know, what we're really seeing is the masculine run amok, right? Where we're seeing the masculine go so far out of balance because we're all up here. I know I was for a long time. And so breaking out of that and allowing more feminine energy to come in, you know, it's interesting what you said. It's finding the balance in between, like the Tao Te Ching talks about, you know, you don't want to be swinging from extreme to extreme. You want to find that center point where you can actually be because on the other side, you're just doing right. And at the end of the day, we're human beings, not human doings. And so uh, you mentioned, you know, the COVID nonsense. And, you know, this is one of the things that we could go down a rabbit hole with this, but like really what I wanted to say on it was that the, exactly what you just said, it's people that have not been showing up for themselves and their health. Right. And now they want to depend on an outside source to heal them, which is a projection. And now they're trying to tell everyone right through groupthink and all these things through the fear and the disease of fear that's going around that we need to put these things in our body. It's like, no motherfucker. Like we're the ones that have been telling you for the last 20 years to get healthy. 
like, this is why. Like, I'm not worried at all about this. You know why? Because I actually do things each day that help me be myself, that help me be healthy, right? And we're not just talking the food you eat. We're not just talking the supplements you take or the exercise you do. But how can you sit with yourself? Can you love yourself? Can you actually be with yourself, right? And that, I think, is the ultimate example of health, how you be in every day of life, right? In every moment of life. The nerve they have. Yeah, like, dude. Like, are you kidding me? Yeah. Like, you're going to pass on your nonsense when the, your entire life you're living in an acidic mindset, an acidic mm-hmm. body. Mm-hmm. While, while I'm pushing myself through hormesis, mm-hmm. where I'm constantly putting my body to the test, mm-hmm. that does not kill you, makes you stronger. While I was doing this for 25 years since I was a little kid, and you're yeah. going to tell me what you want me to do? Mm-hmm. Put my mask on? Yeah. Are you freaking kidding me right now? Yes. It's, it's totally an abomination. This is a this is spiritual warfare. Oh, yeah. This is a, the psychic spell. I've said it from day one. I can't, because of my position with Symbiotica, I can't say 99% of the things I want to say. Let's just yeah. be real. So anyone listening to this, there's so much I want to lay out. I'm, I'm in private rooms with uh, a lot of, you know, high ups that are on the level like us that I'm learning from every day. And we, we discuss these things and we vent to each other. But publicly, I can't cross over into that room because I'm the face of this company. And it's more important for me to get people healthy than to get chastised and patronized and blackballed because that's just the system we're in. And yeah, but I, but I take it to the fucking edge. Right. Yeah. And I appreciate that. Like I get a lot of people that hit me up and they just, they they recognize that and they go sharing. We recognize, you know, most people are, they're just hiding behind a door in a suit, you know, Mm -hmm. and they have an advisory board. We're Mm -hmm. not doing that. You know, I'm I'm all in. So you're absolutely hitting it on the nail. We are human beings. We're not human doings. We've forgotten what we've forgotten. We're running on chaos energy. We're chasing things. We're coping with addictions. We're in pain, fear, frustration. We use all kinds of media for distraction, Mm -hmm. all kinds of pornography for distraction, all kinds of foods for distraction. We're living a sick, vicious circle. Mm -hmm. And now it's the perfect opportunity for that sick, vicious lifestyle to off-gas that onto someone who's been taking care of themselves their entire life it's such a trade-off. It's such a cop-out. It's so it's pathetic, and it's karma. Mm-hmm. So, the, so they're they're writing their own script to the rest of their life and the next life. And yeah. so interesting. I was Wolf was here last week, and we were diving deep on stuff. And he said something so profound to me. He's uh, so he's a drummer. Yeah, he's been drumming pretty much for the last twenty years. He everywhere he goes, he's got his drumsticks on him, <laughs> and he's just constantly doing he's doing hit beats. And then with this one, he's doing a different cadence. I mean, tough stuff. You know, remember yeah. this thing? Yeah. Right, right. Yeah. But like crazy with like rhythms. I'm so proud of how good he's gotten. Yeah. And he looks at me, right? And we're we're kind of in the in the glory of some medicine and stuff. And he's just giving me this glare. And he lo- looks at me deep in the eyes. And he goes, you know, he goes, I know I'm never going to be like this crazy rock star drummer. But Steiner says that there's certain traits and characteristics that you take on into the next life. Mm. And one of those are your habits. <laughs> and so, and he's like, do you ever see how like a four-year-old is a savant in piano? Yeah. Or some five-year-old is playing every freaking instrument? Or they're having some kind of psychic connection to some other language or some other theory? 
this has scientifically been proven. Yeah. So there is a there is a, a there is a real law here in terms of how the soul's carnating in and out mm-hmm. and how we're coming back. I, that's my belief system. One million percent. The science Agreed. is and and being in the the science world and the spiritual world, I've been there. Right. Mm-hmm. So so what I'm getting to is you are you are your habits. You are your legacy is your habits. How you do anything is how you do everything. Mm-hmm. So keep. Keep that in your in your thoughts. Your, even your, the way you think about things, and so th- I thought that was a f- super interesting, and it, it had everything to do with your points. Dude. And what if we start thinking that way, right? Yeah. And, and and it doesn't take away from the action of like, oh, this is our one life, because mm-hmm. that's still a philosophy, and that still needs to be there. But it, it builds our character and starts developing our faculties, which is so important. We've lost so many real faculties. I mean, let's just talk about technology for a second. Just technology in itself has removed the human development of all kinds of internal faculties. Mm-hmm. You know, knowing everything around you, knowing where everything is in your own compass, mm-hmm. right? Versus using a phone, memorization, stored information, key thoughts staying present so you're cycling in the now versus in the world i i don't um i don't navigate through social media at all what what i mean by that is i don't i don't surf around or do anything like that i've yeah. learned my lesson doing that <laughs> yeah man <laughs> we're not supposed to be in a thousand micro realities within 5 minutes mm-hmm. it's not healthy for our constitution for our inner faculties of being grounded, right? We all hear the word, you got to get grounded, you got to get grounded. Well, what does that mean? Well, it means a couple of things. Number one, it means that your biological avatar needs to be connected to the Schumann resonance, which is an electrical magnetic impulse. Our human body is operated through an electrical system, which governs every biological process in the human body, starting at the center point of the biological clock, aka the circadian rhythm. That creates a balance of detoxification, proper sleep, proper digestion, metabolic function, cognitive ability, cellular growth, stem cells, natural killer cells, immune system, all of them are regulated by that electrical current. And that's why non-native electromagnetic frequencies that are coming off all the technologies around us are so harmful. Shervine, that's just a conspiracy, man. 5G doesn't do anything. (laughs) Look at their own science. Understand what a hertz is, what a cycle is, and how the body is literally made of water and minerals, which is the perfect conductor. And that's why we are so enamored by light and that's why light creates life and light is the ultimate frequency of all things like you and i were seeing each other through the screen but it looks like you're standing in front of me if you're we're standing in front of each other the reason why we can see each other is because some form of light whether it's a sun or an artificial electrical light is bouncing you know a frequency off our face which is made of collagen hydrogen protein and crystals and it hits the skin it creates a reflection, and that message goes into your front retina, goes through the DHA cones, back to the parietal, back to the frontal, projects an image, and all of a sudden, we're seeing each other. Yeah. <laughs> How fucking crazy is that, right? Dude, that's, it's amazing. It's amazing, right? Yeah. That's psychedelic right there, right? Yeah, that's absolutely. In our universe. And like, yeah. when I look at a sunset, I'm looking at Catalina here. I'm, I, live, I live in Southern California. I'm staring at Catalina, and I'm seeing birds and dolphins. Well, what's, is that happening out there or is that actually happening inside of me? Yeah. Right? 
quantum physics says it's happening inside of you, right? Yeah. So, so back to grounding is that grounding and being present is the ultimate biohack. Mm-hmm. It's the ultimate access to higher intelligence. It's the ultimate access pathway to longevity, mm-hmm. right? To keeping the body in homeostasis and balance so it's nourished. So we have more time in these bodies to crack codes, to reach higher levels of attainment, to hit mastery, and to go for fucking glory. All yeah. in big. And to have fun doing it, right? Like, yeah, that's, that's like, program. that's, you know, people ask me a lot, like, oh, you know, your health, you know, and everything like that, you know, it must be exhausting doing that. I'm like, dude, I don't even think about it. It's just my daily life. And because I, was luckily enough to have the gift of experiencing part of my life not doing that, right? So I really understand how much all of this stuff matters. And, you know, I'm so glad you brought up grounding and being present because when you look around, there's so many people that are up here. They're just playing defense all through their life, right? And they're not even aware of it. They're upregulated. They're in a constant sympathetic state. And what's happening, right, is then they're giving their energy away to these platforms like social media, and they're going on there. They're triggering themselves, right? They're projecting their stuff on other people. Oh, he or she made me feel this way, right? And then they're trying to drive a point home, normally not even a, a valid point. And then they're trying to argue argue with another person who's also not saying a valid point and they they're both in fight or flight and they're expecting one of the other to even if they're proved wrong right which what even is wrong even if they're proved wrong they expect the other person to then change their tune it's like guys do you understand biology do you understand that when you're in a fight or flight your body thinks it's a saber-toothed tiger next to you that's not the time to agree with people and change the way that your mind and your heart works right and so that's what we're seeing on a big scale and then add in all the distractions and everything you know it's really interesting you know when you can get to that observer point and observe all this happening and stay curious about it because to me like a lot of this is interesting a lot of it is like exciting in a weird way right and i think i you'd probably agree with me on that like yeah dude it's the cosmic giggle (laughs) cosmic giggle yeah for sure yeah Yeah. part of our empathetic system wants to convert everyone right yep and when you go through kind of your, you know, you're phasing into this reality, that's your whole thing is you want everyone to know, especially everyone you care about and everyone you love. And you will fight someone to the death to give them your perspective because you know your perspective is so right, right? Yeah. But the whole thing is this is the cosmic joke. This information isn't for everyone. And that's their karma. And I'm telling yep. you, if you hear this, trust me, stay in your lane. Do what you can, but do not go into that pain, frustration theme. It will not serve you. It will dry you out. You can see it in a lot of yogis and a lot of, you know, a lot of spiritual leaders. They fizzled out early in life. They had no more jing. By the time they were in their 50s, they were jinged out. They looked twice their age. You can't do that. You got to find the balance. Some people, you there's nothing you can show them. That goes back to cognitive dissonance. I actually did a post on that today. It's yeah. like I show them this and say, hey, this is copper, and they're looking at it and seeing its quartz, no matter yep. what. Yep. No matter no matter what. Mm-hmm. And that's just the way it is. Yeah. And we gotta let that go. And that is the cosmic giggle. And that's that's just how that's 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 really the, what we're doing. I'm glad yeah. we're on the same page about many things. Dude, absolutely, man. You know, the second I met you, you know, I tell a lot of people this story, man, because, you know, I personally like uh, a company to me, right? Like, you know, I've, I've experienced a lot of different health companies out there. And when I met you, 
I was taken back by your, like your, your individuality, right? Like your ability to, um, be a, a normal human, right? Like, like you, you see these people, right. And you see like the Paul checks and the Shervin Jafariahs of the world, right. Hopefully I got your last name right that time. We're getting, we're getting there. Right. And, and so like, you know, I can, I can easily see and measure who I want to listen to based off of the results they're getting. And when I met you, it was like, oh, this is like, I already loved Symbiotica's products. They already resonated on a level of my physicality. And now I'm in the presence of the founder and it's resonated on emotional, mental, spiritual, right? And so that's a big thing, right? And Czech is like famous for saying this kind of stuff, you know, like I'm just a normal guy, right? Like, and that's like a really interesting thing. And you know, like getting back into like the, you know, uh, uh, sympathetic, parasympathetic, all that, you know, I know what a lot of people are thinking as well. Just like, just like you just said, like, we want to help everyone. Right. And like for everyone listening, like that's a great intention, right? That means your soul is in a, a good place, most likely, right. Depending on what you're trying to tell people. Right. But, you know, more than likely your intent is good. Right. But also what I want to bring awareness to is the fact that if you're doing that, you're people pleasing, right? And you're trying to help everyone. And in doing so, you're probably neglecting yourself, right? Um, and and that was the case for me. And so that's why my whole entire thing, Shaveen, is becoming your own guru, right? Because the guru effect is gone, right? Like, I don't want to depend on someone. Like, that's essentially the same thing that the powers that be are doing. Hey, you're broken. Um, you need this. And don't worry, we'll give you it, right? And that's the same thing the guru effect did, right? Where it was like, you're less than and I'm more than. So you have to be around me to feel worthy of being, right? And so that my whole thing is teaching people to reclaim their sovereignty, right? Like that's my number one thing because in doing so, if you can 100% sit into every single thing that makes you, you, you will affect the people that are meant to be affected. Like the, the, the less you do, the more you get. And that's the cosmic giggle also. <laughs> to bring that well back. Said. Very well said, brother. <laughs> Thank you, brother. I appreciate you so much. Thank you for, I'm humbled by your words. I'm always humbled. I'm forever a student. Yeah. And- and hearing, you know, your perspectives, um, you know, my whole thing is sovereignty. You know, that's like my mantra, sovereignty, sovereignty. What is, what is the philosophy of freedom really mean? You know, it's not being shackled by some military, military or tribunal. Yep. It's your own mind and yeah. it's your own heart. And so it feels so good when I know that I'm not alone. <laughs> yeah, bro. It's like the best feeling ever. And it gives me such strength and power to keep pressing on and to keep pushing forward. And also another thing is, you know, maybe take a step back sometimes and look at why you were trying to push your opinion so much. You know, maybe sometimes it's, it's, you know, some kind of hurt, hurt child. You know, there could be some kind of ego complex in there that you haven't addressed and you just have to get your opinion. You know, those people, they just, yes. Yes. I've seen people in conversations and they can't even let someone finish talking. You know, like it's just like nonstop and it's like sometimes I step I step out of the way I pull them aside and I give them a little one-on-one um, because I was schooled in that way as well yeah and it, it really shines light you know we're, we're all students yes I prefer to listen I, I want to hear and yeah. experience and operate with those truths and another thing is this whole cyberbullying and and hatering and all that stuff so I just did a podcast yesterday with my boy, Nigel Houston. Nigel Houston is the, the world number one skateboarder. 
by far he's won everything. He's representing America. I've been his mentor for the last year. I'm head of I'm head of nutrition for him. I'm also head of nutrition for the world number one tennis player in the world, Novak Djokovic. Mm. He was on my podcast on Monday. Wake the fake oh, up, dope man. Epic. We we always go into crazy stuff. Yeah, and I, I'm around a lot of these world number ones. I mean, I'm I, I'm I'm the one that's been mentoring Mike Tyson for the last you know year and a half. I'm the one that took him down those alleys and <laughs> stuff. And what I find is. You know, there's so much envy and jealousy and and so many haters out there. And we were talking about this yesterday in our conversation about um, how, why people hate you. And is once you're in your truth mm-hmm. and you're standing for what you believe in, that really gets in uh, under people's skin, mm-hmm. right? And so your insecurities are being like thrown around and mixed up and thrown in the air whenever that vibration of strength is around you. And that's a moment where you can go one direction or go the other. And I really, I, I'm not saying anyone in here is operating with that frequency, whoever's listening to this. I'm just saying that there's a tendency to want to challenge when you have no idea who this person is and you have no idea where they're coming from. Practice real discernment with every choice that you make in this life. I'm telling you, if someone's hating me from afar because they think I have a certain lifestyle or a certain disposition or a certain chip on my shoulder, it doesn't affect me. I'm telling you, it affects you. Yeah. Robbing you of so many things. And brother, I probably, this is so fascinating. I I wanted to post all these, but I decided not to. I frequently get long, long messages and emails from people. I have no idea who they are. And they tell me that they found me online, they found me through a, a lecture, they found me through an interview, they found me through social media, whatever. And when they immediately came across me, they they couldn't handle me. It made them so uncomfortable. And this is both men and women. And a lot of the, the, the men would tell me, you know, I, I was so challenged by you that I had to hate you. And then after, but I couldn't resist listening to you and, and experiencing, you know, your alchemy. And after a while, oh my God, it clicked. And I, and they were like sobbing. They're like sending me cry stories of like painful trauma they had as a child and how just my aura has reset that whole thing. And it's made them look at life completely different. And then with women, it's a, it's always something like, you know, an ex relationship or trauma with their father or whatever it is like this whole thing. And I get that all the time, man. And, for me, it's such an honor to receive that yeah. and to be an embodiment. I'm not perfect. Yeah. No way. I don't even know what perfect means. <laughs> but I'm living in my truth. Yeah. Right? For better, for worse. I don't yeah. give a shit. Yeah. You know, I really don't. I this is what I couldn't live any other way. Yeah. And so yeah. so if you're listening, really, you know, look yourself in the mirror. Mm-hmm. You know, start 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 there. Mm-hmm. Start writing. I love the alchemy of writing. I think that it's so overlooked, especially for men. Write more. Get your thoughts on paper. Use use that that, that tech. That's a technology. It's your magic wand. It's a magic wand. That's what spelling is, right? Yeah. You can cast your own spells. Spells are neutral. They don't. They can go right or left. Right. Yep. Create your own internal magic. Put your feet in the earth. Turn the noise off. Start looking in the mirror. Take ownership of your fucking life. Yeah. No more blaming the society, blaming the system, blaming your parents. I'm sure you went through hell and back. I'm not taking that away from you. But what the fuck are you going to do at this point? 
Yeah, are you gonna exactly. Are you that poverty conscious or are you going to fucking move forward? Dude, we are on the 100% of the same page. A lot of what I specialize in is language and story work, right? So changing negations to affirmations. This is a really weird subject that we could get down a rabbit hole on, I'm sure. The English language, right? Why is the English language constructed the way it is in the sense that there's so many times that I have, since I've gotten the language work, I've discovered this about myself. You know, I'm like, oh, I, I hope I'm not late to work today. Why not instead say, I'm going to be early to work today? So why are things always stated in the negation? And then you brought up blaming, right? And projections. He or she made me feel that way. When you do that, you give your power away, right? And so this term accountability is a hard pill for a lot of people to swallow. And it's like the Terrence McKenna quote, by hurling yourself into the abyss, you realize there's a feather better than the other side. So yeah, maybe for 10 seconds, you accept accountability and it feels kind of gross. And then after that, you realize, okay, well, if I got myself here for better or worse, then I can get myself out of it. No one's showing up to save you. You are the hero you've been waiting for. And so that's like something that I always get so interested in. I'm glad you brought up writing and journaling because you brought up the inner child earlier. And this is another subject I love to riff on, which is we have these different components to us, right? We have the inner child. We have the shadow. We have the inner critic. We have the heart and the ego, of course. And so an exercise that I love to do, which I learned from Training Camp for the Soul, which is a program I'm sure you would love, really cool guys and and women over there doing cool shit. And they have this exercise called the dinner party where you do a journal dump, right? Um, One of the ways I love to do it is use a little cannabis, which is the revealer, and then just journal. Don't worry about how stuff makes sense or anything, right? And then what I do is I look through thereafter and I observe and I get curious about where I see I feel like, oh, okay, that's the ego. I feel, okay, that's the heart. I want, okay, that's the inner child, right? So you can actually see what part of you is yearning for attention. And then you can actually have a conversation with that part of you. This is the example I always use, right? So imagine that you're at the head of the table, you're the father. And so you have all these voices around you, right? The subject is everyone at the table is hungry, right? So the ego wants to go out and hunt its own elk. It's like, I'm going to go out and bow hunt an elk, man. You're like, all right, cool. The inner child's like, I want chicken nuggets because it's quick and I want it right now. And then the heart is like, we have a grass-fed steak in the fridge. You know, like that seems like a good option. And so you, as the head of the table, conscious awareness gets to go, okay, ego, I see what you're saying awesome thing. We'll get into bow hunting. Definitely want to get into that, but we're hungry right now. So we can't go hunt something right now. Inner child, I see what you're doing. You're hungry right now. You want something, but how good are we going to feel tomorrow? I mean, fuck, how good are we going to feel in 10 minutes if we eat chicken nuggets, right? So then you look at the heart and you go, hey, heart, there's a grass-fed steak in the fridge. That seems like a good option where it's going to be in alignment with our greatest good. It's going to allow us to feel good and it's going to get rid of our hunger right now. And so you as the conscious awareness get to make that decision and then all the hands high five and you go on with life, right? That's the way that like the human being is designed to operate. But the problem or the challenge is that all of us, pretty much all of us, especially in Western societies, have not learned the nature of the mind, right? So we think the mind is everything, right? When the mind is supposed to be the passenger. We are our thoughts. Yeah, we yes. are Yes. And so this is supposed to be in the driver's seat. And so I think that's so funny. You know, uh, Sadhguru said it recently on Aubrey's podcast that, you know, in India, there was this tradition where children were not allowed to learn until they were 12. And if they wanted to learn after that, they would have to take on the identity of a global citizen. So they were no longer an Indian. They were a global citizen. And that way, their mind would be working for them, not against them. So I think that's really cool. Yeah. Phenomenal. I love that. I can relate completely to that. And I think that's one of the main ways that we need to raise and cultivate children at such an early age while their brain and their soul are merging, you know, and that's what, that's that whole theta brainwave. That's the biology of belief. You know, yeah. Dr. 
Dr. Bruce Lipton. He's a friend Dude. of ours. Yeah. He broke that down to perfection. The whole concept of epigenetics and understanding being above the genetic profile in terms of traits, in terms of biochemistry, in terms of disease and our human genome, it's all related to our environmental factors and the way that we look at things and feel things and then interpret them, right? Mm -hmm. It's all your perceptions, your reality, no other way around that. And so you have the guidance to create that perception. But like you said, and like we know, so much of the subconscious has been tortured, dilapidated, destroyed through every social conditioning and psychological operational warfare known to man. And so that's, that's, you know, I get this question a lot. I mean, I, I, I have people come to me and go, you know, everything that you, what you and I are saying has been said before, right? Yep. And all that sounds great, but I can't even pay my bills, right? And, you know, I can't even eat organic food, right? And, I, and, and that's coming at me in droves left and right. And I feel this is where we're, we're entering a phase in this world where we have to start producing and creating systems where everyone has an opportunity, you know, but ultimately, you know, really it, it just starts with, using some of this technology in your own self, but th- there has to be a shift here or else, yeah. you know, we're, we're heading into interesting times. Yeah. Know, it's wild, man. We're yeah. it's a wild situation. And I, I, you know, it's crazy. I fucking love it. I love being where I'm at physically, emotionally with the awareness at this time, because this is going to be talked about for thousands of years. We're watching return of the Jedi happen in living color. Like that's sure. literally what we're doing man and like the greatest gift that we get to give for the people that are ready to listen is to help them become the jedi right and like that's what like again you talked about a while ago like the people you surround yourself with right like you've heard i guarantee everyone hearing this has heard multiple times you're the average of the five people you spend the most time with right and they understand it up here but the reason why i love retreats so much and the reason why i love these things that are basic human principles is because when you feel that in person, right? And you feel how much you can level up when you're around even just one person that understands, right? On a level that you understand, dude, that's when time not being linear really shows its, itself. Because, you know, in the last five months, my life has changed 100%. There's not one thing about my old life that I recognize. And it wasn't that like, you know, my old life was bad or anything. It was just, I got a call and I answered that call. And I'm, and I'm continuing to answer that call, right? Which is exactly the path you're on. And exactly. Yes. Yes, dude. It's not, about, it's not about tomorrow. It's not about yeah. next week. It's like every moment you're on it. Yes. That's when things stop. Yeah. Right? Literally. Because you're so connected. You're not stuck in the... The whole, you know, Monday through Sunday bullshit, January through December, and all the bullshit holidays in between. You're not caught up in that rigmarole, right? Because that's that whole matrix, right? Mm-hmm. You're caught up in this breath. Yeah. <sighs> that's, I mean. Dude. I, I mean, it's. It's literally our life force, right? And so, like, with regards to breath, it's the one thing that, like, everyone, when they're upregulated, they're <laughs> breathing fast and they don't notice it, right? And it's, again, it's like they don't know what they don't know. And, you know, when I learned that, it was the single-handed funniest thing 
you know, because I'm a very, uh, I can be a very fast talker. I'm an Aries, I'm fiery, you know, I'm a projector. So I'm trying to talk a million miles a minute. And so getting that low and slow breath, right, which is, again, another thing that Mark England taught me is just so powerful, you know, and a lot of what I do with my clients is I go through what's called story work, right? I bring them back emotionally to a time of angst, right, a time that is a dark night of the soul of sorts. And so what we do is we clean up the past where I have them type out this story. I have them read it through. And then once they're done reading it, I ask them how they feel. And they're like, oh, feeling good. You know, no big deal. I'm like, all right, now slow it down 70%, right? So now you're going to slow it down. You're going to read it slower. And all of a sudden they're like, I don't know, man, something's, something's different, you know? And they might not have the awareness to understand what's different, but they know something's different. And then you have them actually, you break down each part of the story with a breath in between each sentence and you have them take a long four, seven, eight, four, like box breathing style breath. And dude, by the end, they're crying, they're going crazy. Like, and, sure. and yeah, and they're releasing. Coping mechanisms. Yes, yes. That's how we to get through it. It's cortisol. That's yeah. the same drug that wakes us up on the rise. It gets the body going, yep. increases the blood pressure, so the heart can start beating and, t- and go to the blood. That's the same thing. So that, that was cool. That was a good yeah. sidebar. Yeah, Keep dude. Going. Keep going. Oh, dude. And, you know, it's just funny because imagine if you told your body, hey, body, you know what? I'm not peeing anymore. I'm over peeing. I'm done with it. Your body be like, fuck you. Like your body's a thing. Well, that's what we're doing with our emotions, right? We're unconsciously, mostly, choosing what emotions are okay and not okay to experience, right? And especially with men, right? This is why I work with men because I feel we have a special shit sandwich, right? And I joke a lot that men, we pay thousands of dollars to go learn how to cry again, right? Like that's literally what we're doing in a lot of these retreats, right? And so I always think that's really funny that, you know, with emotion, we choose unconsciously in most cases, which ones are okay to feel and all that needs to happen, right? Like you, you think of like midlife crisis and all this stuff, that's emotion and torment that's been inside of you for a very long time. And the fear of experiencing the emotion unconsciously is making you, you know, use coping mechanisms and whatever else to hide it up, hide it away. And then what happens is at a certain point, the tipping point happens. And again, to quote Terrence McKenna, once again, it's like, you know, the, the hurling yourself into the abyss. It's like, you know, energy takes 90 seconds to move if we don't attach a story to it, right? So, you know, a lot of times it's just purging that energy out, right? And not attaching a story, not understanding what part of me is leaving. What is that? Don't worry about it, you know, because that's when you get stuck in the mind, right? And the mind, again, is a tool that allows you to experience 4D, 5D reality, right? It's not the person. It's not the being. And so I love that, man. Yeah. (laughs) I'm so proud of you. Thank you, brother. On your five-month journey, it's, you know, since I saw you at Paul's, and just keep riding that bliss wave. I mean, that's a, that's mo- what momentum's all about. And I and I, I get asked a lot about health. Health is you know revolved around my lifestyle, about detoxification, about you know autoimmune disorders, about PCOS, about you know digestion, microbiome, all that kind of stuff. What you're talking about right here, and the way that you're experiencing your reality is momentum. Mm-hmm. momentum is a very very fascinating energy that can go any direction momentum again like the other thing i just mentioned it doesn't choose it can be for a positive it could be for the negative it could go up down left right i saw a 700 pound guy on a documentary the other day they had to cut the house down to take him to the hospital mm-hmm. this poor guy right yeah. and to, to do bariatric surgery <laughs> staple yeah. stuff yeah this is this is the state of affairs this gentleman was in, and he didn't get like that overnight. 
this happened. Momentum happened. It went from trauma to this food to a shutdown of the metabolic system to an autoimmune disorder to psychological attacks. I mean, on and on and on to severe depression. You know, and then at that point, he's completely checked out. And the same thing can go in this direction, you know, where you're getting to become a grandmaster in your life and operate with full intention. And you're basically the master magician of your reality at that point. And that's what we want. We want, I mean, who doesn't want to feel good? Who doesn't want to look good? Who doesn't want to be at the top of their game, mind, body, and soul? Who doesn't want to help people and and be a, a representative person for someone to be inspired by, right? Well, in order to get to those truths, you have to create momentum. And it starts with everyday things. It starts with disciplines. It starts with being in your body, not being in your head, not being thrown away by the mind. It's having a strong connection between the mind, body, and soul. And all the stuff that you just mentioned, it just takes me back to that momentum energy of how to develop that, how to get healthy, where to start. And it could be as easy as, you know, committing to a, a, a lesson, committing to a retreat, committing to this. I mean, it's just, it's a lot of people, they can't take that first step. And I, I think that's awesome. I'd love to, I'd love to come on one of these retreats with you guys. You know, I, I'm always, yeah. we, we had our retreat that we do in Peru canceled because of COVID. I mean, we had some epic people and we go through the entire process of Urubamba. I mean, that's like a safe haven for us. We're connected to all the shamans there. We go down the Shipibo path. That got canceled. And then we were looking to create like a, we wanted to go after Sasquatch and make contact with Sasquatch. Bro. I'm a big like Sasquatch guy. Dude. Conventional brother for sure. Yeah. You know, that's, that's real, right? Dude, Whatever. yes. He's in our hearts, right? Yes. But we're going to go after him, right? And I'm always asked to come speak at a lot of retreats and stuff like that. But I just want to come and be a, a, a patron and, and part of the process. So yeah. we should definitely talk about an upcoming men's retreat. I'd love to come and join with you guys and just be a brother to learn and to experience and to cry with you guys. Yeah, I, I find crying to be one of the most powerful experiences that I can embody as a man and as a human. And if you get down to the you know pharmacology of it or the physiology of it, crying is the ultimate orgasm by far. Oh my God. Yes. And for everyone listening, you know, like this is a big aha moment I had recently. Do you remember when you were a kid and you wanted something and you couldn't get it? So you cried, right? And then you didn't actually get the thing, but you still felt better after. That was a big aha moment for me. A pattern that I ran for a long time is, oh, to feel better, it has to be resolved in a way that like what I want, I get, right? And what I realized was that it's all surrendering, right? It's surrendering to it and and releasing the energy. So then you have space within you to go within, right? You have space, you have mental real estate, you have heart real estate. So then you can go out into life and you can bring a smile with you, right? And what's happening is like, essentially, I'll use the example again, imagine if you stop peeing, well, eventually, you're not going to be able to have conversations with people, you're not going to be able to like, forget your mission, forget your purpose, like, you're gonna have to go take a piss. You know, that's what I think a lot of people are living in right now. I, I have an amazing retreat that is coming up in May that I'll tell you all about that we would be honored to have you there, man, it'd be an honor and a privilege to have you there. That's I'm, amazing. I'm all about it. I'm there. Let's lock that sucker in, dude. Let's Hell go yeah, dude. Yeah, dude. Full berserker, man. Dude, you know. I love, I love how you you uh, you bring up the analogies of the autonomic system, right? Yeah. How we have automatics in the body. Like, 
you know, the whole thing with, you know, we have to take a piss, we have to take a breath, you know, certain things that we, no matter what, we know we can't block off. But it's the same thing with those emotional patterns. It's the yeah. same thing with those releases. Absolutely. There's a great book. It's called um, Why Zebras Don't Get Ulcers. I've heard of that, dude. You've heard of that, right? So yeah. I, I read that book last year, and then I've gone back, and I look at my notes and stuff. You know, it's, it's super fascinating. A, a zebra, within a span of two seconds, has to go from a resting heartbeat all out full speed, you know, 40 miles an hour running away from a lion that's about to eat its body alive, right? 95% of the time that zebra gets away. That yeah. zebra within five minutes goes back to every single physiological level of balance and homeostasis from heart rhythm to brain function, to liver function, to sweat release, all of the, all of the biomarkers you can imagine in five minutes goes back to normal. That's what the zebra does, right? Humans do the exact opposite. We don't have the lion behind our back, but we're staying in that frantic zone of sympathetic, of paranoid, schizophrenia, everything's coming against us, falling apart, all of that kind of stuff. And that goes back to what you're saying is not being able to access and release and surrender all of those thoughts and all of those emotions. And so that's a lifetime uh, that you've developed that, you know, that's like, that's just your life now that's become your real, just think yep. about what that's doing to your cellular generational processing. What's that do- doing to your mitosis? What's that doing to your levels of detoxification? What is that doing to your immune system and your like, offspring? If you have offspring. offspring, all of it. I mean, the whole, the whole thing, everything, your ability to create abundance in your life, your ability to hold relationships, your ability to be a good friend and a good brother, a good sister, a good lover. All of those things are completely ripped apart because you're stuck in that miasm, right? Mm-hmm. That illusion. And that illusion is just driving everything into chaos theory in your, in your, in your life. I think this is the core of healing. Yeah. It's that. So there's many ways of accessing those points. You know, it could be theta training. It could be a big hit of fucking medicine with some good intervening and, and you know, processing after. There's so many ways to do that. The, the opportunities are out there. I, I think for me, the first place you start with is a healthy body. You got to get the physical healthy. You, and that starts, everyone goes, Sherman, how do you detox? Well, it's not some exotic ozone treatment or some crazy this, crazy that. It's eliminating things that causes stress. That's yes. where you start yes. detoxification. Then we can go into really exotic levels of bio, you know, bio nutraceuticals and real eccentric ways of detoxifying the body. Yeah, remove and eliminate the stressors. Yes. Like stress is literally the key to, I believe all disease, right? Because when you're in that state, you're pumping cortisol, you're pumping norepinephrine, you're pumping adrenaline, and it's causing inflammation on the global status in your body. And you look at the world and you look at, especially America, 200 million people are obese and they're wondering why COVID's hitting so hard here. Right. And all this stuff. And it's like, because no one's showing up for themselves. Right. And to give, you know, a lot of people some credit, we have busy lives, right. And all these things. And I know what you're saying about like, some people are afraid to start, right. Right? Where do I start? This is such a big behemoth of a thing, right? And so a lot of what I do to help people integrate is at the end of medicine journeys, when we're finishing up retreats, we have them put on their calendar. What's one microcosm, like one micro progression that you can do to change your life, right? I'm talking like getting up 10 minutes earlier. Boom. You are now integrating into the person that you want to become, right? A lot of what we do... 
yeah, exactly. Exactly. Yeah. And, and I love that, man, because like, that's something that I feel is not talked about enough because you hear this word integration, right? And it's almost like a catch term now. It's like, what the fuck even is integration, right? And when you really think about it, it's, it's micro progressions that allow you to be able to quantify and track your progress from one point to another. That's what I think integration is, right? And a lot of what I do when I'm working with men, because again, like I know how it is. We get overwhelmed easily, right? We have all these stories on us, you know, that are projected from our, you know, lineage and whatever of like, we need to be the provider, you know, and all these things. And one of the stats that scares me, right, is men under 40 normally have one person in their life that they can depend on, truly depend on if times get rough. Once you get above 40, I believe it's like 84% of men have no one that they can depend on, wow, right? Scary. It's fucking scary. Yeah, and it's, it hurts to even hear that. Yeah, that's yeah. Identity for brothers out there that are living tormented. Yeah, right. And no wonder, yeah. no wonder they have to build that kind of crazy character. No wonder they have to be in that over ego, machismo, testosterone based. They have no, yeah. nothing to turn to. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. And so I always try to have compassion, or I take all the try. I always have compassion for those people, because I understand, like, I get it. It's just like, I'm not willing to put myself into that energy, like, um, of, you know, uh, entertaining the negativity and getting caught up into the whole, like, oh, what this person sucks. Oh, this person's doing this to the country. I don't get into that. Right. Because again, it's like, yes, you will get energy from there. Right. But at what cost, at what point does it become a diminishing return where the energy that you're getting from bitching about things, from being a negative person, at what point does that start to inflame your body and cause dis-ease, right? And so for me, it's like 1% of that is too much for me at this point because I've, I can feel the difference. I can feel the effects of my body when I do that. I can feel the effects on my sleep. I can feel the effects on my physiology as a whole. I can feel, if, I can feel the effects on my relationships. I can feel the effects on uh, my mission, et cetera, right? And so for me, it's about showing people like, you know, I think the best gift we can give people, take out the thing, the best gift we can give people is 100% being ourselves. Because when we're ourselves, we're sovereign beings. And when we're sovereign beings, we're not giving into the powers that be because we have, we, we understand and we are aware and we see our own power. And then when we do that, we can then do that to other people, right? And that's what's great about these support circles, especially with men, is that like when one of us starts falling into an old pattern, one of us can say, hey, like that's, you're not that person anymore, are you? And it's like, Absolutely. oh shit, pattern interrupt, you know? Absolutely. I, yeah. I talk about who's controlling your thoughts every day. Yep. Is it you or is it something outside of you that it's holding dominion over your reality? Yeah. Right. When you wake up every rise, start your thought process, where are those thoughts coming from? Yeah. And we got to, we, we got to take back our lives. It's, it's such a tragedy to think so many people are operating with just pure fear and pain and anger and resentment and all of those things. There's a, that, that's such a, a very sad place to live. And unfortunately, we're, we're in the, that realm right now at a high level. And it's breeded in us at such an early age with this material world matrix and the way that the dominating of so many people. And, and it's almost like people are, are now... Well, it's been a while like this, but they feel better seeing other people in trauma and pain. Misery loves company. Misery loves company. And, and it's, I mean, that's become cliche. Like the, yeah. the media knows that. Like yeah. you get people's attention as you show someone who was at the top who's fallen. Yep. And it's like, wait, how did this thinking begin? Like, like, and if you're someone who's intrigued by someone's misfortune, 
what a great opportunity for you to do some self-evaluation and really get into the roots of where that's coming from. Why? What, where, where are you insecure in your life? Where do you feel bad about yourself? Okay, fine. You feel bad that you haven't accomplished this, 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 and you know that you should have done this by now and you're not doing this. Well, fucking go do it. Yeah, exactly. Accountability. Yeah. Wow. <laughs> I know. It's like... This is rocket science, right? Yeah, <laughs> like yeah man. Thousands of, cal- thousands of hours of calculus and, and cosines <laughs> will get you to this determination. No, fuck that. You don't need all that. It's right there in front of you. You just got to step into the water, take that hit, flatline, go to death, practice samadhi, die before you, know, you really die. Yes. Back, untethered, ready to kick some fucking ass and create a legacy for you and your family. Dude, you know, I know one thing, right? And I don't say this lightly, negation acknowledged. Uh, You know, I feel safer knowing you're in the world, man. The teachings that you embody, the person that you embody is such a sight to be seen, man. And I'll never forget, you know, I forgot to mention this when I met you at Checks. The story I tell about like you, right? And I've mentioned this to my girlfriend and so many other people because I, dude, when I love a company and when I love what someone's messages, dude, like Paul's been this person for me, right? Where like, he's been my ultimate guru and then finding out about Symbiotica, man, like, and learning a lot about you and, you know, being in your Telegram channel. There was something you said to me that was so profound, right? And it was just funny because I love comedy. So I love when people say things that get the point across in a simplistic manner and they can attenuate, right? My buddy Jordan and I, we came up to talk to you and you were like, yeah, man, of course I'm here. It's family, right? And we were like, man, it's like so amazing getting to see you here with everything going on in the world. And you were like, guys, I just don't give a fuck. And the way you said it, dude, like I'll never forget that, dude, because it was calm. It was low and slow. It was like, I just don't give a fuck, right? And in that moment, I knew I'm like, this dude's real. Like, you know, and, and, and that's what, that's what I tell everyone about Symbiotica, man. Like, you know, it's like, I know this shit's real because I've spent time in 4D with you, with Jamie. And, you know, it's, you can feel that. Like you feel like when things are made with love, you feel that shit. And so dude, like just really thank you from the bottom of my heart for everything you do, man, because you've been a huge inspiration for me and you continue to be a huge inspiration for me. And this is the time where we get to co-create magic and change the goddamn world together, man. And that, man, you want to see a smile you can't punch off my face? Let me think about that. You know? <laughs> Dude, best ever. What a vibration. What a, um, what a language to receive. I mean, you, you took a fractured language like English and turned it into <laughs> poetry, right? It's a little bit different than my native Farsi, Rumi's language. Yeah. But I'm, I'm so honored to receive that. I had, a, um, I had a strong connection with you from the moment we met. I felt your heart. You wear it completely all over your face and embodiment. You were oozing with, you know, just pure love. And, Thank you, brother. And for me, I'm, I'm pretty careful on who I keep around me. I don't allow too many people in my life. Rightfully um, so. Yeah, it's just, yeah. it is what it is, you know. Yep. Local got smaller, vision got larger. And, but so, so when you do find your soul's counterpart, your brother, your reflection, right. it's, it's just so much more love than yeah. just in general. And so I feel the same way to know that you are existing in this dimension, this plane of existence makes me feel a lot better. I'll sleep a lot better at night <laughs> getting deep on this level. And I'm stoked everyone's able to, uh, to bliss out on this and to yeah. experience this. This is, um, this is fucking what it's all about, man. Yes. And whenever I'm with Paul, we have these like moments together, you know, Paul, me and Paul, you, you know, he's my neighbor, right? Yeah. And 
Paul is kind of like the way I look at Paul, he's like my big brother. Mm-hmm. But I, I just whenever I'm around him, I can't stop like wrestling him and putting him in headlocks. And I, I kiss the top of his head. I just want to like choke him. And what's interesting is I was like that with my father. You know, yeah. I was very like just physical with him, right? Yeah. I do the same thing with Paul, and, and at some point, his inner child just really starts to come out. You know that about Paul, right? Oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> He's such a mastermind, you know, yeah. the, way, the way that he is. But but just a little bit of prodding, he becomes this child, and then he's like, <laughs> you yeah. know, he's like, all crazy and this and that. And so I, we, we all carry these archetypes, right? I think you you, you, met, you mentioned that earlier. Yeah. And, it, and we have to identify the archetypes within us so we can embody them fully and not be confused in them right yes and it's just it's just part of the, the human evolution this is a, a young theory carl young theory uh, there's so many aspects to this i definitely want to keep this going with you in the future we should definitely do another podcast Dude. once i'm settled with um with wake the fake up I <laughs> on there i think yes lot to offer and just our conversation is a good sounding board for so many people let's definitely do an instagram live in the very near near future and i think on the next one we can dive deep into into symbiotica and nutrients and why we why i've taken this path Mm -hmm. we can also get into plant medicines and the psychedelic realm that's such an amazing directional avenue that we can go there's so many amazing things unfolding we are in the psychedelic renaissance right now we're leaving it off Right where Ram Dass and Timothy Leary got choked out by Harvard, and we're 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 stepping in there. The Tibetan Book of the Dead, and the rites of passage, mm-hmm. and this this is it because there's a calling to this, and it's done responsibly. This isn't yes. uh, this isn't some you know helter skelter chaos. This isn't some rager in Hollywood. Yep. This isn't um, we're not doing this because it's where the cool kids are at and the top shakers are doing it and all those people. No, I've been I've been in this since day one. And I hold such reverence for the medicine. Mm-hmm. I honor the indigenous. I, I honor the culture. I practice Persian mysticism with everything that I do, um, which is a deep level of really looking at everything as an entire ecology and ethos. And I, when, I, when I think about medicine and when I start going into that realm, everything, everything is done with calculation and precision and the ultimate, ultimate sacrifice. And so I, I love, I'd love to get into that journey with you. On yeah. the next one. Dude, likewise, man, like this has been such an incredible conversation and I'm so grateful that you came on and shared your time. You know, I know you got a lot going on. Uh, you're a go-getter and you got a big mission, man. So believe me when I say, I know how much goes into, um, doing all of this stuff and let's do this again. Um, you know, I'm really excited to get you on the new podcast as well. We can riff on plant medicines in there and uh, this one time on psychedelics. And uh, yeah, man, let me know when you want me on Wake the Fake Up and I will fly out and I'll do it in person with you. I think that's, I think uh, that's the real that's, fun. Come, yeah. Come, come be a guest at my house cool. and let's let's do it the right way. And let's also, let's, you know, let's align our tribes, man. Let's yes. align. That's what the mafia did, right? That's what all these like, you know, big mafia systems are doing, all these federal systems they're all in sync with each other. They're all lining together. Well, how come we are not lining together? You know, divide and conquer strategy has been killing us. Yep. It's rocking our world. It's fracturing our ability to be able to create something so revolutionary. Mm-hmm. This time is right now. We all have to connect. I'm wide open. My door is wide open. Let's go for it. All in. 
True leaders ask for help, my man. That's one of the best pieces of advice I ever got. So if you're listening and you consider yourself a true leader and you're not asking for help and you're getting overwhelmed, take a look in the mirror, man, because for every finger you point, there's two pointing back, you know? And uh, <laughs> dude, so where can I send people to find out more about Symbiotica and connect with you and hear your wisdom? You know, this would be a great chance to mention the Telegram channel because I know there's some really good shit going on in there for everyone listening. Definitely hop in the Telegram channel. It is lit. Yeah, you know, social media is starting to fracture and censor everything. I never was on Facebook or anything like that, but I am on Instagram still. And that's my name, Shervin, C-H-E-R-V-I-N, 333. Those three numbers are powerful for me in so many ways. My life path is a three. I live by the three trilateral um, embodiment. And a lot of stuff revolving, revolving around my father was revolved around the numbers 333. And so you can find me there. You can also symbiotica.com, C-Y-M-B-I-O-T-I-K-A.com. So many cool things are happening. You know, we just opened up a new 10,000 square foot distribution center. I have my own lab. We are working with some of the most sophisticated farms in the world. Biodynamics has now fully entered Symbiotica. We're doing everything with intention, heart, awareness, purpose. We're not mimicking anything out there. We're on our own lane. And I, my whole thing is I want everyone all the companies out there to follow what we're doing. I yes. want, I don't need 7 billion people buying. Yeah. Yeah. I can't even produce that much. These are artists and blends. Yeah. My, I just, I want to, I want to be the inspiration. I want to lead the way that's and, and symbiotica. I just want to make this clear. Symbiotica is not a supplement company. It's not a brand. It's not even a lifestyle. I think these formulas were just, are just a cover. You know, we're just dropping seeds into people's hearts mm-hmm. to be part of this awakening mm-hmm. and, and true awakening. And it's the, it's creating the philosophy of freedom in everybody's souls so they can take their lives back in their own hands and not feel a victim and feel like they have to rely on a force outside of them that will never show up for them. And this is, this is a movement. There's so many cool things that are happening. We're going to be doing retreats. We're going to be doing all kinds of stuff, but this is, this is it. I'm, I'm, I'm going to be announcing all my athletes that I have on board. Some of the, I mean, these are the top athletes in the world and they're all on our level, right? They yes. came to me. I didn't go to them, right? <laughs> oh, they came to me. I didn't go to yeah. them. So it's, this is epic times, brother. So I'm, I'm all in for the cause. You know, your true self is immaterial. Your conscious is ethereal. It pre-exists your body and transcends the material. Man, that was beautiful. I love that, man. And, you know, I have one final question, man, if you're yeah. down for it. I'm always right. Hell yeah. I thought you'd say that, you know. So that question is, if someone listening could only make one change to highly optimize their life, what would Sherveen Jafariah suggest that change be? I would say two things, or three things. Number, number one, stop bathing in municipal water. Mm. Okay. That is one of the most important things you can do for your mind, body, and soul, okay? And the trouble with bathing in, in municipal water, not only is your skin the largest organ, but your lungs are soaking in all of those vapors, all of the, that crud, those trihalomethanes, all of those carcinogenic compounds, all of the radioactive stuff, all of the chlorine, chloramides, all of that. I mean, that stuff, fluoride, all of that stuff is coming into your lungs. Your lungs are your main portal. It hits everything almost immediately. I'd rather you drink dirty water than bathe in dirty water. That's how freaking crazy because at least you have kidneys and livers that can yeah. detoxify 
by that. It yeah. went, once you breathe it in, it goes straight to the bloodstream. And don't worry about this whole COVID thing, okay? <laughs> this is going to pass us by. Stay off the fear wagon. Get into your body and only take care of things that you can take care of. Stop leaking your energy out like that. And then the third one would be make sure you're sleeping properly. Okay. That, that's, that's such a critical aspect to this life. And not for just obvious reasons of regeneration and being fit and, ha- and having a healthy body and mind, but also the dream world. That's part of this construct. That's part of this you know, incarnation is to be dreaming, right? There's a reason why we dream. Yeah. <laughs> and dreams are portals, everyone. You know what I'm saying? It's not yes. recall. It's yes. an actual portal. Tryptophan transports and turns into dimethyltryptamine. This neurochemical is released through sleep. DMT and my, I'll leave it from here. DMT and my personal experience is the material world chemical that transports the soul in and out of the body. Mm-hmm. Based on understanding pharmacology and the experience, I believe that is the chemical. I mean, do you believe you have a soul in that physical body, right? Oh, yeah. yeah. So there had to have been a chemical that was part of the incarnation into the womb and the chemical that's used throughout. And that makes sense why when you do a big ayahuasca ceremony or a huge toad rip, your body thinks you're going into transition, right? Mm-hmm. Because that chemical is that in and out lace. It's the it's the chain way, right? And so sleep is so fundamental to this life. So make sure that you're blocking the blue lights, that you're not doing too many stimulants, that you're getting sunlight on the rise across your entire body. We are electrical beings before we're chemical beings. I talk about that in all of my conversations. As part of the nutrients that we created with Somatica are reflective to the fact that we're light beings and we need exposure to light. And that's where melatonin is actually manufactured in the brain. So those three things are super important and they're easy to start like applying to your life and you'll see a huge difference from there. We can start going into some crazier shit. Yeah, dude. I love that, man. And again, you're only as strong as your foundation, right? And those are great tips that anyone can do, right? Like aside from a shower filter, like, and even that's not much money. Like those things don't cost money, right? Like staying away from fear, right? Like getting out of the sunshine, like that shit's free for now anyways, right? So take advantage of it. (laughs) So I love that. Absolutely. And we have the seven elemental shower filter on Symbiotica. It is the best shower filter in the world hands down it's not some cartridge that you put in there it's filled with with formulas and it's filled with so many mechanisms to clean that water and to charge that water and that's on symbiotica and also our roomy formula which is the dream poetry formula my god so i just perfected it i took it from what it was the, the center point of ayurveda and tcm with cannabinoids and minerals and amino acids and brain chemicals I removed the melatonin and I entered CBG. Dude, I've been on it for a minute now. It's the best formula I've ever created, hands down. It's unreal. You combine that with the adrenal supertonic. I mean, this is this is rejuvenation. This is alchemy. This is what it's all about. 
we're going we're gonna to have a lot of fun talking cannabinoid science together because that's my whole background. I've been in the industry for the last five years being a grower. We talked a little bit before that. So I'm really interested to try the new formulation of Rumi. Um, you know, fun fact, it was the, my girlfriend has pretty bad insomnia and we've actually traced it back to generational trauma stemming from the Holocaust. So yeah, it's been really interesting and she's had this insomnia problem for most of her life. Rumi was the only thing that's ever helped her actually fall asleep. And it was after like, you know, a night of the retreat, you know, like we were doing medicine and work during the day so to get her to fall asleep like that and stay asleep the whole night dude we're sold plus it tastes fucking amazing dude like it's <laughs> it's unreal it's unreal dude i'm so stoked for her just i hear that all the time and like i you just asked me what are the most important things i told you the fundamentals of sleeping yeah you hear that i have a part and just one person's yes sleep. you know what that does for me <laughs> that's that that puts tears in my eyes that allows me to sleep better at night it gives me inspiration. This is what it's all about. I'm fucking, I'm, I'm rolling right now. Fuck yeah. Dude, you know, you, uh, you have a saying all in. I have one very similar, all gas, no breaks. It's the same thing. And it's funny that like our messages line up across many platforms, you know, and uh, it's just a love that man, the cosmic eagle, you know, it, it never ceases to amaze me. So guys, believe me when I say getting to meet Shervin in person at Paul Checks Zen in the Garden and see firsthand just how much he embodies what he preaches was one of the most inspirational and moving experiences of my life. And getting the opportunity to have him on the show is truly a dream come true. For everyone listening, be unreasonable with what you want your life to look like because I am living proof that when you speak what you seek to the universe, she responds with more abundance than we ever believed possible. And speaking of abundance, having the opportunity to showcase the people I respect and admire the most with this show gives me more abundance than I ever thought was possible. And by each of you leaving reviews on iTunes and sharing the show with those you love and value, we each have the opportunity to affect the collective of humanity in a profound, loving way, which is what the world needs now more than ever. Shervin, thank you from the bottom of my heart for doing what you do and for sharing your time with us today. And until next time, my brother, journey well, be well. Much love over to you. Namaste. What is up, everybody? I hope you are all enjoying the show, and I wanted to stop by real quick and share a little bit about our latest podcast sponsor, Freedom Builders. Now, Freedom Builders are a team of graphic designers, website creators, videographers, social media marketing experts, and coaches that build out your custom online business from A to Z. This is a done-for-you service, which means they do the work for you while you get to put your focus back on what you love most, which is coaching your clients and bringing in sales. Now, as a former online fitness coach, Mike knows where your struggle points are and exactly how to help you overcome them. This is why he created Freedom Builders, so that you can scale your business while protecting your time and your energy. Now, you guys know that delegation is a business superpower, and you can activate this superpower today by scheduling a complimentary call with Mike at freedombuilders with a z on the end.com so you can start building the freedom that allows you to take your business to the next level. Alex and I recently connected with Freedom Builders for our Connect with Cannabis build out and we could not have been happier with the results. With Mike and his team, they were able to go through an outline and create a personalized program for our experience, develop our brand identity, build and design a custom branded webpage, 
professionally edit our program video content, custom design all of our slide presentations, automate our email marketing sequences, create a seamless payment system for our offer, design unique infographics for our social media content, and guide us through our proven launch blueprint to generate organic leads through our social media. So if you're a coach, facilitator, or healer listening to this ad right now, and you are looking to put freedom back into your life, once again, go to freedombuilders, with a Z on the end, .com, and book your complimentary call today. I hope you all enjoy the rest of the show, and I'm wishing you the best day ever.